Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast. Each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined once again by Matt. Oh, it's... I... Mmm. To hear it. To hear that spill out of your mouth. Mmm. I feel like it kind of flopped out a little bit this time. Like a honeyed salmon. It's been a minute since I've said it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Indeed. Sorry we took a little bit of an unofficial break there, but, uh, you know. Summer was hot. Summer was so hot, <laughs> and we just didn't want to do it. <laughs> uh, no, just some life stuff came up that needed to be dealt with, and unfortunately the podcast was the thing that had to yeah. get pushed to the back burner. So Very unfortunate. Um, but it's all done and dealt with, and everything's great now. We're so. Back. We're back. We're in it to win it. And not only that, but we want to, you know, make up for lost time. Yeah. In the long run. Right? Yeah. Is totally. That, are we officially doing that? Are so we gonna... get ready for a four-hour episode. Oh, is that where... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to list every single thing we watched in the last <laughs> two and a half months. No. Um. Yeah, we're going to try and, and get a year's worth of episodes out if we can as close to as we can yeah that's uh, the plan. possible i mean it's already kind of late in september but we're gonna we'll see what we can do yeah um but so we've put uh we've put um canon palooza on hold right um we were gonna we were gonna come back and watch one of the worst musicals ever. Oh, yeah. We've mashed the pause button on that. Mm-hmm. We will return to it, though, for sure. That has to happen. Has to happen. Um, and we thought, we got to do something special. We got to do something good. Um, and we'll talk about what that is in a, in a second. But we're doing a duology episode. Ooh. And we'll explain the details of that once we get into it. But I don't first, know why I did the spooky ooh for that. Well, because it's spooky times coming up. Spooky oh, season is yeah. upon us. October. It's October. Almost. Yeah. October, October. Blocktober. Rock out with your cock out Tober. That's what it is on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> I have a reminder <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. October first. Pants off. Gone. Gone. Done. Um what have you been viewing? There's I mean, there's a lot of things that have come out since we last spoke, and we can't talk about all of them because yeah, it, would, it would take too long. And it would be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> Although, interestingly, I did I did accidentally have uh, a bit of a, like, Christina Ricci oh. um, marathon without thinking about Aguilera. it. I was no. Um, I would, though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I... Uh, Wouldn't um, we all? I watched... Um, it's spooky season, so I gotta start watching spooky movies. So I watched one of the spookiest of all time. May. Casper. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the girl in Casper is Christina Ricci. And I was like, why is she oh, so yeah, familiar? She and is. I was like, oh, wait, that's Wednesday Adams. Oh, and then did you watch The Adams Family after that? No. Oh, okay. And then I watched Yellow Jackets. Oh. Wait, is that the one with the volleyball team or something? Soccer. But Soccer yes. team? Yeah. Okay. I've not seen that yet, but it's great. Where did you watch it? Uh, Crave. Uh, okay, I don't have Crave. I can probably. We can probably find a way to hook it. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, and then all of a sudden I was like, why is this woman in this show so familiar? And I was like, oh, it's Wednesday Adams. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> first I watched Casper and then I watched this. There was a big oh. time jump. Um, that was fun. Yeah. 
That's not. That's two things. That's not really a. Mar- I guess it's a show, so it's kind of a. Oh, and uh, and marathon. then I watched uh, Adam's Family. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, well, now I have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, the big, the biggins that have come out. Is there any quick, quick mentions you want to throw before we get? Quick into mentions. The... Uh, I mean, I watched Prey, uh, which oh. is the Predator prequel. Yeah, I got to get um, on that. Gotta which is excellent. I really, really, really like it. Um, and that did lead to rewatching uh, some of the Predator movies because uh, my partner and their wife had never seen any of them. None. So we did rewatch the original. And let me tell you. Tell me. The original, look, it's awesome. Okay. I'm not about to disparage this in case anyone's about to yell at their iPod. I was about uh, to. It's an awesome movie. It is ugly. It is not a it is not a good looking movie. Yeah. It is not shot well. Oh no. I'd say there's about four g- g- good shots in the whole movie. The rest of it is very flat and boring. Hmm. And watching going from watching Prey, which we all loved and is like very very well shot. And you know, it's I mean it's modern. Yes. You know. Yeah. The original Predator is pretty old. It's from the 80s, point. yeah. And you know, you know, so the new technology and stuff that's coming, like, it's a very slick-looking movie. And then we went back and watched the one from the 80s, and it was just kind of like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. But. Yeah, you know, some things don't age well, but you know what does? Casper. Highly recommend. Does oh. it? Oh, it's so fucking weird. Okay. Do you know how many people die in that movie? A lot. I mean, they need ghosts. I mean, like. So. I mean, it's like three. But that's three more than I expected to die. In a kid's movie? Yeah. But then they come back as a ghost? Yes. So it's like, eh, well, that's fine. two of them come back as a ghost, and then one of them is resurrected, and then one I, I don't think we ever see again. Huh. But it's it's messed up. But is it played Is it played as like... Um, it's funny? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal that they're dead because Pretty, they get to come back as a ghost? Pretty much. Okay. One of them dies because they like drunkenly like fall into a construction pit and like you see it coming a long ways away and there's three other ghosts that are like no 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 but they're not actually doing anything and mm. then it just takes a really really long time for for them to die and so it's like kind of meant to be funny but i'm just sitting there being like oh my gosh that man just died <laughs> yeah yeah casper's weird because it's like he's a he's a little boy yeah he's a he's a dead little boy he's a dead little boy yeah he's all a he child wants, all he wants is a friend who died? Yeah. Although you know, he all he says all he wants is a friend, but he just really has a huge crush on Christina Ricci. Oh, he yeah. says he just wants a friend, but you know, he's hoping to get out of the friend zone. I, I think. So. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think. I know that. I watched the movie. Yeah. I know what he's about. Stupid horny little boy. Nice try, Casper. Horny little dead boy. Yeah. That makes it extra weird. It's it's an odd movie. I definitely want to watch it now. Okay, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Is it on Disney Plus? Uh, yeah. You saw it? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Anyways, check out Prey. Once you once you watch Prey, we'll we'll do a proper Beauty. review. Let me know if you watch it though, because then I'll make sure to rewatch it. Okay. So that's fresh. Yeah. Sounds good. Um. But, but speaking of fresh. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh, did, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's start, I was let's start which one we were gonna do. No, we'll start with Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, the Rings. Of power um, is a show. It is an expensive show that came out. Very expensive show. There, we are a, a five or six episodes in. 
at the point of recording this. Five comes out on Friday, I think. Sure. I'm an episode behind. Okay. And here's why. And here's why. This is what happened. Yesterday, I thought, you know, I'm podcasting tomorrow. We're probably going to want to talk about Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Mm -hmm. I should probably catch up. And then I started it, and I watched the recap to make sure I remembered all the things. And I was like, "Mm, I did remember all the things. And then I remembered why I didn't care, and I stopped it, and I didn't watch the episode. Oh, no. Yep. I'm not really enjoying it that much. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I... It's not terrible. For sure, it's not terrible. For one, gorgeous. Yeah. So far, I've just thought, this is beautiful. I see where the money went. Yeah. Um, But as far as plot, it's slow. Meandering? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on, but also not. Yeah. I, I should feel a sense of urgency for the Southlands. And I don't. The Saplins is my favorite um, arc because shit's actually happening. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of like names. Galadriel but... wants to leave Numenor, and they're all like, eh, "We don't like having elves here, so we're gonna keep you around." Yeah. And then she's like, "Okay, but give me an army to go to the Southlands," and they're like, "No, we're gonna send you back without an army. And you just just get out of here." And then she's like, "Well, you have the king in your dungeon." And he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be a king. I want to stay on the island and get drunk. And they're like, that's fine by us. Yeah. And then, yeah. That's a good summary, actually. It's kind of how it goes. And she's like, I, I, we really need to go, though. We should go. And they're like, ah. no. No. Yeah. No. Um, I will say... Spoilers for episode five. They do go at the end of it. Or four or whatever. Five? Maybe it is five. Where they decide to send um, the armies of Numenor well, to cause the prob- Southlands? Probably the episode that you finished on ended with the leaves of the tree falling, right? Yeah, and then the And they're like, ooh, the leaves of the white tree do not idly fall. Clearly the the, the, the Valar are upset with us. Yeah, we they like help. have the line repeat that we've yeah. heard in a previous episode that I'm like, I remembered. Like, <laughs> I saw the leaves falling and I was like, oh, I know what that's going to mean. And then they spell that out for the audience anyway. And mm. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like it when they do that. Um, no, me neither. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, who wants to go fight? And then that's when a sealed door is like, I will take it. Yeah. I will take myself to the battlefield. Yeah, that's the one I ended off on. Yeah. Um. So there's like a whole another episode after that where like they don't, they they don't go right away. There's still a bunch of hanging out because there's a bunch of men and people in Numenor that don't want Numenor to go to Middle-earth. And they're like, we just want to hang out on our island. Um, I mean, it looks like a pretty chill island. It does look like a pretty chill island. It's Greece. It's basically just Greece. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's filmed in Greece? <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, I think it's all New Zealand, but... I mean, it's it very sense. clearly inspired by, like, a Greek island. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But... Um, it, I mean, it looks like they're going in episode 
whatever the next one is. For sure. Um, probably happen. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. What I had to kind of remind myself of was that they're going to make five seasons of this show. Say what? No matter what. Is that a... Is that you just predicting the future, no. or like no, you've no, no. heard they that... have to? Oh, it was that's part their of contract. It, it was part of their deal to make five seasons. When they bought it, was they had to make at least five. Uh, yeah, a certain number of episodes had to be produced, and it basically turned out to be like five seasons. And there was like a minimum amount of money they were allowed to spend per season. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, the Tolkien estate was like, if you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it all, and do it hard. It's gonna be big, and it's gonna be expensive. All right. They didn't want janky Lord of the Rings TV show. <laughs> that's what I want. Well, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> you want like the the adventures yes. of Conan? Yep. Uh, but like '90s TV you show. Read my mind. Yep. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be so good. I would love that. Yeah. So um, like I'm. Yeah, because I'm I'm at the point with the show where like I'm interested enough to like see stuff go down. Like I want to see it because the action is probably going to be great, and the music's been pretty good too. I've mm-hmm. been enjoying the music. I don't remember Bear we... McCreary. Bear McCreary. Yeah, that is a great name. Yeah, I don't recognize it though. Uh, everything. Oh, uh, I've seen some of that. <laughs> biggest one that comes to mind is Battlestar Galactica. Oh shoot! Yeah, okay. the, the the reboot, and yeah. then he did um, a lot of JJ uh, or no, not JJ Abrams. Um, crap! Why can't I think of what? Uh, he did the the new Masters of the Universe show. Mm. That was him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. No, I I was a a fan of the Battle Battlestar Galactica uh, mm-hmm. track for sure. The main title. Uh, like theme song is Howard Shore. Is Howard Shore? Yeah, I remember yeah. uh seeing that. If yeah. it is good and also just feels a very Howard Shore. Yeah, because I had heard that Barry McCreary was doing the music for it. So when the main title started, I'm like, oh, he's doing a really good Howard Shore right now. <laughs> like this is impressive. Let and then and then I saw the title that was like main theme by Howard Shore. I'm like, oh, no, that's why it tracks. Yeah, yeah. Because like there's some composers where like if you hear that you're like that's John Williams. Yep. John Williams did that. Yeah. Because no one can fake it. No. No one's been able to fake the John Williams. I feel like Howard Shore is kind of one of those where it's like... Has a distinct style. Especially for Lord of the Rings. Yes. Like... It's very true. You know, he's not repeating themes or leitmotifs or anything like that, but it's still... It's the same sauce, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um... Anyways, no. So I'm I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I Good. like I said. I you know I kind of remind myself, like, this is a five season show. I'm not going to get all the answers I want. In you know halfway through this season, might not even get them by the end of this season, right? Oh, I'm, so sure I'm going like, who is question. this guy? Is this guy Sauron? Who are these weird white people showing up to the place where? Uh, the the big tall wizard guy fell. Is that Gandalf? Is that Sauron? Is that one of the blue wizards? Is that Sauron? Who knows? Who's Sa- which one of these guys is Sauron? Is it Adar? It's probably Adar, but maybe not. What's with the dagger that the kid stabs into his arm? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Who's he gonna be? Is he gonna be the Witch King? Is that the Witch King? 
I hope so. Yeah. So, you know, they're in, they're introducing characters like uh, you know, Celebrimbor. Right. Who's the one that Sauron tricks into making the rings of power. So it's, I'm like, okay, like obviously stuff is going to happen over multiple seasons and I need to just like wait for it to be okay. explained. I'm like, it is, so it's, it's going to be a slow burn and you are I think settling so. in. Yeah. Cause there, there was part of me that was like, when are they going to find out if it's Gandalf or not? <laughs> and then one of the episodes the Harfoots and all that, they weren't even in it. And I'm like, well, what the heck? Why are you wasting time? You only got eight episodes in the season. I got to find out who, if it's Gandalf, I think it's Sauron, but you know, I guess, yeah, for me, it was just like, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of setting it up and everything, but the the tension was really lost mm-hmm. for me. And then, like, sometimes there would be a bit of tension, and then it either wouldn't matter or would be resolved right away. Like, Elrond and Durin. They're the best part of the show. They're great, but, like, they were, like, at odds, and then, but then it was fine, and they weren't. But then they were like, oh, but he's keeping secrets, um, so I'm going to go confront him, and then he finds the secret mine. And it's like, do you trust me? And yep. Okay, so this is this is what's going on. Okay, I trust you. Cool, I trust you too. Here's some Mithra for you to keep, even though it's like super secret. But um, even, even more stuff happens with that in the next episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I figure. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It just again, it, meandering is is the right word. Where yeah. I'm just like, should I care? Yes, I think so. Hmm. We're gonna get a Balrog at some point. Cool. They've shown that. Oh, have they? No, I yeah, I don't know. I I I I'm along for the ride. If because I think this season's gonna end with a a thing. It's gonna be a big thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's either gonna be yeah. This is who Sauron is, or you know the this is who the stranger is. It's it's Saruman or it's Gandalf or whatever. I just assumed it was neither of them. Like, oh yeah, I just assumed it was some other angel being. I don't remember what they're called. Istari. That sounds about right. I think that's um, could be, could be like Saruman, like the the predecessor to Saruman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it wouldn't make sense for it to be Gandalf because why would Gandalf show up before Saruman? And no one's talked about wizards, you know, yet. Yeah, I feel like if. You know, Morgoth is making a comeback or something. Someone will be like, we should uh, go find the wizards, eh? Probably, uh, probably should talk to the wizards. The fact that no one's mentioning wizards makes me feel like there are no wizards yet. So That seems to be. Like, if if it's one of the wizards we know about, I feel like it's Saruman. But it could also be a different wizard that they just made up. Time because they're also making up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because apparently they don't actually own the rights to the Silmarillion or any of the, like, apocryphal texts. Yeah, I've heard. They only own the rights to The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So everything they're doing, they bought the rights, and they're like, what do you want to do? And they're like, not Lord of the Rings. We want to do a prequel. Like, Well, we didn't buy the rights to that. We'll make it up. So anything that they're doing is something that either has to be explained within the texts of those four books... Or in the appendices at the end of Return of the King. And thankfully, there's a chunky appendices at the end of Return of the King. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, I'm interested to 
see where it goes, and then uh, we'll check back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See it's uh, how it's tasting. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the other big thing that happened was there was a Star Wars that happened. Mm-hmm. That seems to have dropped with little to no fanfare. I definitely didn't know it came out until yesterday or the day before and mm. it had been out almost a week yeah <laughs> um yeah even like I, I was like oh shoot that came out and then i opened up disney plus and the first thing that's highlighted in their spotlight wasn't and it was the kardashians wasn't it yes it was yeah i was like what get out of here <laughs> i want me some some super yeah. hot what's his face i forgot his name shoot i've been really bad with names yeah yeah i find him very attractive personally yeah he's a good looking dude Star Wars has got a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Hard on. Hard on. Uh, kinda. They like hiring like daddy types. Mmm. I see. Oscar Isaac. And uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Ewan okay. McGregor. Speaking of Pedro Pascal, I saw a trailer for The Last of Us that HBO is doing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's gonna be good. I'm I'm excited. I haven't even played the games. I I want to. Games are very good. But I I'm even just seeing that trailer. Playing like, through the I'm first one it. right now. Oh, okay, sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, Andor. Um, uh, four episodes out. One just dropped today. Yeah, I haven't seen the one that came out today. Cool, cool, cool. cool. But yeah, how is how is that sitting with you? How is this this new show? Star Wars because we've talked a lot about both MCU and Star Wars yeah and we I think we've both have a lot of MCU fatigue at this point a ton um and Star Wars you know there has been a lot of uh, I think yeah. last time we talked about Star Wars we were just dunking on the book of Boba Fett well we would have talked about Obi-Wan oh that's right yeah and I think at the time I really really liked Obi-Wan mm-hmm. um upon sitting with Obi-Wan for a little bit more and going back to it uh, again i kind of feel like it was maybe rushed hmm you know what i mean i do um, I, I ultimately did really enjoy it i um, did as well and it was just good to see him back playing the character yeah but i just i feel like six episodes wasn't enough you could have done eight or ten yeah and and it would have been you know a lot yeah, it would have been nice to have a bit of a, a slower progression yeah. in some things. Let the characters like... breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Let the characters develop on their own because like the worst part for me was the scene in the second to last episode where Obi Wan realizes who Reva actually is. Mm-hmm. And there's basically just like a little like five minute exposition dump scene where he's like, oh, you were a youngling and you're here to get revenge on Darth Vader. And that's what this whole thing has been about. And I'm like, I would wish I had learned that by not having someone just tell it to me. Yeah. Because that's a very important character reveal moment and just spilling it out in dialogue like that is bad. It did seem like they felt like they didn't have time or something yeah. to flesh that out better. And so I'm like, just two more episodes would be so much nicer to just kind of give it some time to play out a little bit. 
But mm-hmm. um, on the topic of Andor, so that that leads into Andor. Yeah, with... what kind of expectations did that leave you with? Well, because I know Andor is a twelve episode season, mm. to which I'm like, okay, you're giving twice as much time. Um, you know, where this was a six or eight episode season. Those first three episodes probably would have been one one episode. Yeah, definitely. That was like, you know. Those three episodes were setting up the show. 25 to 35 minutes long. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it was about an hour and a half worth of content. Um, maybe a little bit longer even. Yeah, it might have been. Uh really kind of lets you get into the the character and the world and it's just it's mm-hmm. nice to it's nice to have that yeah time to just sort of develop along with the character because i think the thing that i always heard when they announced the show was like why are they doing that character from rogue one like who wants that he's like a nothing character like why the fuck does he get his own show like that's stupid and i'm always like well okay if you're not happy with the character development in the movie rogue one then maybe you should be happy that you're getting the getting you're gonna get the character development yeah one of the biggest complaints i heard about rogue one was that like you know he talks about how he does you know that he's done horrible things and he's like it's like well you don't really see that in the movie you see him shoot one guy in the back yeah and you know and, and to me i'm like well that's enough yeah like i get it you don't want to have your hero doing a whole bunch of horrible horrible things all the time because then he's just not likable yeah um but also he's the guy that they send to assassinate Mm-hmm. Um, the Death Star architect. So, like that, also kind of just tells you that, like, yeah. I mean, is... for me, there was enough. Yeah, of that. <laughs> if you actually think about it for more than ten seconds, yes, there's enough. Very um, good point. But so I'm I'm really curious about where they're gonna go with this, and I like that they've hired a guy who's not a fan of Star Wars. Not a fan of Star Wars. Is yeah. that the case? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, I did not. The know. guy that they hired is the guy that they brought in to do uh, the rewrite on Rogue One. Um, and I can't remember oh. his name now off the top of my head. And I don't have my phone on me to look it up. But is it bothering you now? Do we need to look it's it up? Really bothering me. There's a computer right here. Can you just can you just look it up? Can you just find out who the Stephen Schiff. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I just read the first name that I could find. Uh, Tony Gilroy. Thank Tony you. Tony Gilroy. Of the... Gilroy. 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 Yeah. Uh, totally. Mr. Roboto himself. <laughs> um, Tony Gilroy. His brother's Dan Gilroy, who directed Nightcrawler. Anyways. Oh. Um, Not a fan of Star Wars. Not a fan of Star Wars in the way that he's like, yeah, like I saw them and they're fine. <laughs> but like, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't care. Nice. He's like, I don't care about like, people are going to ask me like, oh, is this character related to this character? And I'm like, I don't 
give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about who's related to what or like whether or not this blaster belonged to so-and-so from the other movie, whatever. I don't give a shit. I just want to make a good show. Yeah. That's something, yeah. That, tell a good story. That I've been really enjoying. And it's something that we've talked about before, how we like we just want an interesting show set in the universe of Star Wars. Yeah. That like this this is the one where I'm like I'm crossing my fingers. I'm like, maybe this is the one where they just never show a lightsaber. Like yeah. maybe this will finally be the Star Wars show where they don't resort to lightsaber. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah, so far it's like it's it's felt in the universe for sure. Yeah, but, but it has not had any fan service. No, it uh, it stands up on its own merit. Mm-hmm. You know, it holds up under its own weight kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh which is really nice to just be like, all right, we're going to you're going to tell a story about a character who we've seen before in another movie and like we know the role that he plays, but this is just like it's not it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's shoving Star Wars down our throats. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, aside from, like, maybe some Y-Wings in the background in, like, a scrapyard or something, there's, like, almost nothing. Yeah. Star Like, you don't see a Stormtrooper. You don't see... There's not like it's R two D two, but he's green. Like there's nothing. I'm almost like you could have maybe done a little bit more. <laughs> no, I'm totally fine with the none could've, that they've been going with. Put like one of the moisture evaporator set pieces in there or something. <laughs> like, no, just like a touch. But it's uh, fine. Yeah, like you could you could show this to someone who has never seen any star wars and yeah that's true they probably wouldn't know it was star wars right yeah because like you show the mandalorian to someone who's never seen star wars and they're gonna be like oh is that that is that boba fett guy that's on my doritos bag yeah you know or like is that oh that's one of them storm (laughs) storm shooters guys it's like yeah that's That's correct it's a storm shooter guy good shooter good job Thanks, man. Um, but this is like, it could be, it could almost be anything. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting. Which is fine. I mean, yeah, we're going to, I mean, look, we're going to get more Star Wars-y shit in it later, I'm sure. You know, we'll, Probably. we'll, we'll get Stormtroopers at some point. We'll get, uh, you know, the Imperial Shuttle or a TIE Fighter or two, or maybe some X-Wings or something. You're going to get the Star Wars yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I'm hoping it continues to just feel in universe rather yeah. than ooh look, you know. Yeah, because like I think that was one of the things that we sort of praised Mandalorian season one for was it was like yeah okay like your main character just looks kind of like Boba Fett, but like aside from that, it's a unique character. It's a unique, a unique character, story. and there's kind of its own thing going on, and like yeah, some stormtroopers show up, and you see them, you know, roasting a fucking. Uh, salacious bee crumb over a fire oh, in yeah. the market, right? <laughs> yeah, and you got the blurgs, yeah, from the Ewok movies, and there's like an Ugnot there, and it's like okay, it's it's there's Star Wars things in it, but it's its own character and it's its own thing, and then season two of the Mandalorian was like 
Look at that. Yeah. It's the thing. It's Boba Fett's armor. Mm-hmm. And there's X-Wings chasing him now. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, the, I guess, I guess Grogu is in season one is like the big, like, no, it's the thing you like, you know? Yes, that is true. It's the thing you like, but it's cute now. It was, it was very cute. It's like that. And then like the dark saber is maybe the only like Easter egg kind of thing. It shows up in like the very last shot. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah, but then season two, it's like, here's Boba Fett's armor. Here's actual fucking Boba Fett. Here's <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. Here's an X-Wing. Here's Luke fucking Skywalker. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Showing that. up to just completely sideline your protagonists mm-hmm. and derail the thing. Oh, it's R2-D2. I clapped. Yay. I clapped when I saw R2-D2. Um, and so... Yeah. Yeah. And or very, very different. Yeah. Kenobi, I didn't feel that. Like they forced stuff into it. That's true. No, like it it was, you know, like one could argue that it was fan servicey, but really it was like the amount of stuff that you like that they included was kinda like you knew you were signing up for that. You know. It was Yeah. It was like, the I mean, characters I mean, that felt like they needed to be involved yeah like even in including darth vader i don't feel like was a hundred percent fan service no like uh, you know very important part of yeah. obi-wan's story yeah and i feel like there is a way to tell an obi-wan story without using darth vader sure um but i don't i didn't feel as like jaded about it as i thought i was going to because mm. i definitely was expecting when I found out, like, oh, yeah, Darth Vader's going to be in Obi-Wan, I was like, no. <laughs> no, they can't meet. Like, they're not supposed to to know about each other. Mm. You know, or, like, Obi-Wan's supposed to find out at some point. But, like, they can't see each other until A New Hope. Hmm. You know? Because what he says to him is, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. It's like, that kind of doesn't play if if he's they've met in between like i mean sure but also that's not like you know there's some wiggle room in that statement i guess so but especially when he like fucking beats the shit out of him in their first encounter that was delicious like, that's no honestly. that's no learn i mean i guess obi-wan comes back and kicks the shit out of him later so he's like Maybe that's Vader being like, all right, I got to do some fucking push-ups or something because, like, you know. Got to up my reps. Yeah. He's like, okay, all right. I got a little little cocky. Obi-Wan's still the OG. Um, Yeah, so I think it's too soon for me to say, like, yes, Andor is the best of new Star Wars, but I think it is in the running. That's totally fair. I I went in with like some hopes, and now I have high hopes from what I've yeah. seen so far. I'm also really enjoying the acting. Mm-hmm. It's Diego good. Luna is great. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, is always the same level of good and everything I've seen him in. Yeah, almost. I love that he refuses to. <laughs> I love that he refuses to pronounce the name of the show properly. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, 
Cassian Ander. Ander. I'm also good shit. Um, I'm really interested in the uh music so far for Ander. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very interesting. I like they have they have a theme. It's they like have an Andor theme, but it's been um presented differently so far at the beginning of each episode. Fascinating. I had not picked up on that. No? No. Yeah, when they when they do the slow like, you know, crescent moon thing yeah. turning into the ribbon and then the words Andor come up. Yeah, it's the from what I remember at least it is the same theme, but it's um like tone and instrumentation changes to match each episode huh crazy yeah the other great thing about this show is that apparently it includes oh excuse me it includes zero volume work volume work uh like the volume is like the big led stage oh that they film like mandalorian Mandalorian. and obi-wan on they didn't do anything in there uh no i don't think so uh, maybe for like ship cockpit stuff mm. uh like going to hyperspace and that kind of stuff and like that shot where skeleton stellan skarsgård comes in on the planet sideways and then the ship starts to rotate but you just see uh, the planet yeah. like rotating in the way i was like that's so fucking cool because that's how space works yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah um it's all practical shot on location and I guess probably some green screen stuff here and there, but yeah, inevitably, but yeah, yeah, it's been they, they built sets, and I'm like, this looks fucking good. Yeah, it shows. It but it's blowing my mind that this is the one that they like went ham on <laughs> a little bit, right? Like you think, yeah. like I mean, because I uh, John Favreau, I'm sure pushed for doing Mandalorian on the volume the way they did with the led screens because he's all about like i want to push like the virtual production technology mm-hmm. forward and like, I'm, like he's interested in that tony gilroy doesn't seem fucking interested in that at all mm-hmm. so maybe that was him being like i'm not shooting it in front of a tv fuck you we're gonna build like we're gonna go <laughs> build set we're making a, we're making film here we're gonna build a set mm-hmm. so maybe they were just like all right fuck it sure because they announced the shows around the same time oh yeah yeah like mandalorian was the first one announced and then this one was the second one announced Oh, Obi-Wan was announced later. Book of Boba Fett was never announced. Right. <laughs> so like two different series have been shot and released in between Mandalorian and Andor. Right. Um, Maybe that's because it took so fucking long because they did. They built stuff. They built stuff and they did 12 episodes instead of six right, or eight yeah. or whatever. So maybe that has a bit to do with it. But yeah, but I just hope that it like continues to be really good and then also hope that it is well received yes. by the audience whatever that even looks like nowadays um so that the company knows like oh hey this is what's yeah. good yeah well okay they i think they already have an i general idea they must be happy because they have signed tony gilroy to a first look deal to develop future star wars uh tv and film projects oh yeah yeah okay great now Will they hired a fuck ton of people yes. to make Star Wars shit that yeah. we've never seen. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Is it didn't they officially can the Rogue Squadron movie? Um no official announcement, but it's no longer listed on their slate. Ah, uh, that's what it was. It was supposed to come out December 2023 
and like they would have needed to have been shooting already oh, and definitely. like we would have heard casting announcements and yeah. all this kind of stuff and none of that has taken place but like Taika Waititi apparently is writing one. Oh, okay and is gonna direct one but you know even he is like yeah I'm so fucking busy and so fucking tired and I just don't have time I'm not really working on it mm. and then they announced an entire trilogy of Ryan Johnson uh, oh yeah. written slash directing one or all of them yeah. it was unclear how many he was going to do but he was going to oversee an entire trilogy but now he's just making murder mysteries for netflix for half a billion dollars or something yeah. stupid like that. i'm excited for that apparently it's great i it got it. phenomenal reviews out of toronto oh great yeah so i'm hoping i can see it in a theater mm. um i hate theaters though I don't. That's uh, good. I love them. That's good. Just to go. Um, yeah. Too many youths, you know, in theaters. So many youths. I've had surprisingly good experiences in movie theaters recently. Oh, that's good. And by that, I just mean, like, they haven't been awful. Right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Like, remember, I went to see, like, a late show. Of like the 40th anniversary re-release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh, that's cool. And there was just like a group of like young teenagers, like 13, 14, like sitting in the back row. It's being so loud. Like every time someone would turn around to like shush them, they would like, like back at them. And I'm like, why the fuck are you here? Like, yeah, why are you that... watching a 40-year-old movie <laughs> at 10.30 at night? Like, what? Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't make sense. Like, they're just there, like, as something to do, and they don't I, actually care I about guess. the experience. I guess. I see so many youths just, like, go to a movie, and then they're just, like, chatting with their friends, and then they'll, like, get up and leave. Yeah. Uh, most, most of the time to smoke, and I'll know that because they come back smelling like smoke. That makes sense. But, like... You used to just what smoke just... cigarettes in the theater. They didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> but like, you would you just you just made a money or something? You gonna spend twenty something dollars to come sit here and not do what you paid yeah twenty something dollars to do? I will say going to the VIP helps a lot. That's true. It's nineteen plus. Yeah, that helps a lot. But even going to the regular theater, I've yeah, oh, it's been. It's been good for me recently, so I don't I don't know. Maybe youths don't care about going to the movies anymore. Unless it's minions and they get to put on a suit. Right. That's weird. That was a weird thing that happened. Yeah. Um That's strange. Yeah, you know what else is strange? The way Stellan Skarsgard pronounces Andor and or stars in two different exorcist movies at the same time indeed wait he's in both of them yeah i didn't realize okay yeah. he's like it's like him and his uh like translator guy i think are the only two cast members that are the same oh weird between but we watched the exorcist the beginning father Marin. how do you know my name I was sent here to search for the origin of a powerful evil. This place, it's cursed. 
You ever seen anything like it? It's a church. Churches were built to exalt heaven. But this, the weapons are pointing downward. This is the spot where Lucifer fell. It's an ancient temple where they used to conduct human sacrifices. Do something like this. Yes. Excellent. Or, excellent segue by that. As it's known, as it should be called, Exorcist. When animals attack. Because <laughs> that's kind of the main component of the whole oh, film. Yeah, it's hard to like even. Because yeah, like it's the Exorcist. I was ex- I was expecting. I was expecting like ninety percent demon possession shit and like ten percent animals, and that's not the ratio I got. No, I would. I mean, like there is, you know, at the end of the movie is mostly demon stuff. Yeah, but even but then, even I then there's like maybe fucking like, creepy butterflies. Yeah, I would still. Was it like maybe forty, sixty, forty being the demon stuff and yeah. sixty being hyenas? Look. Look, there's a lot of hyenas in this movie. A lot of hyenas. Um, and a lot of crows. Yes, a lot of crows, and that's like fair. That's on brand, you know. Crows eating recently killed people through ritual sacrifice. That's straight up the genre's alley. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're in Africa. Hyenas are also scavengers, so I guess that kind of also tracks. But like, but also the amount of like hyenas just showing up to creep people out at creepy times. Yeah. Yeah. There's the scene where a hyena like runs in the background where we can see it, but the character can't. Yeah. And then it never appears again, and then the character wakes up because they were having a dream. And like, why did you show us that hyena in her dream that she didn't saw see and never came into play? <laughs> Who knows? So, um, I bet you they can't even tell you. Yeah. But no. if you pulled up Rennie Harlan, you're like, why was that hyena in her dream in the background? I'm getting my phone right now. And you call him Rennie. Rennie, hold on a sec. Uh, <laughs> Siri. My phone's very old. It'll it'll take a sec. Oh Siri, can you call Rennie? I need to talk about hyenas. Did you get all that? Siri, I think my phone's too old. It's like twelve years old at this point. Yeah, hello. This is Rennie. Oh, hey Rennie. Um. So I saw The Exorcist, the one with all the hyenas, and I wanted to know about the hyenas. Oh, yeah, okay, well, you know, see, the hyenas bear a scary creature with the eyes that glow in the dark, you know, it's fantastic, okay, but it's that's beautiful. Like, that's every animal, like, it could have been raccoons. No, they don't have raccoons in Africa. See, you have to go with the creature that is there in the... In the the place where the movie is set, you know, so we picked the hyena because they like to eat the babies and the children. It's terrifying. It's beautiful stuff. Very, very good. Okay, but then when all the hyenas show up at one point near the end, why do they sound like moose? Uh, you'd have to call the sound designer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just direct the movie and, uh, you know, I think I did a decent job with uh, making the hyenas very scary. Okay. Thanks, Rennie. I'm from Finland. Okay, goodbye. 
Oh. They did sound like moose, though. It was did like they? there was like animal noises, and I'm like, that sounds like a moose or a caribou, which is very similar. And then all yeah. the hyenas showed up, and I was like, oh, is that what I was supposed to have been hearing this whole time? No, he's about to get gored by a reindeer. <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't have been that shocking at that point in the movie. This is later on in the movie. Anyway, what is this movie about, Aaron? Can what is this movie about? Can you tell me what this movie is about? Well, I don't know. It's the beginning of The Exorcist. Okay, and? Okay, so Matt, let so, me take you back in time. Rennie, please. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck in a character. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> you don't want to go home and just not know who you are anymore? Yeah, this is like come home to my girlfriend like hello darling how are, how are you i'm finnish film director rennie harlan i made cliffhanger or as they call it in france cliff anger um <laughs> that will confuse them greatly yeah, cliff anger yeah Sound like a punk musician so um father Marin is okay. the titular exorcist from the first film the exorcist right um uh, and in the beginning of that movie You've never seen it, correct? I don't believe so. Okay. It's played by Max von Sydow. Wait, is that the one where someone keeps waking up at 3 a.m.? No. That's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Gotcha. Also a very good film. Uh, but no, this is from the 70s. Wait, what about Max von Sydow? Max von Sydow plays Father Marin, the character that uh, Stellan Skarsgård oh, plays. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact, uh, Max von Sydow, I think, was younger when he played Father Marin... In the seventies, but he wore old age makeup, so he's actually younger than Stellan Skarsgård is in this movie. But oh. Stellan Skarsgård is playing the younger version of the character. Anyways, that's just a weird fact that I know. Huh. Um, Fun times. So he's still doing his archaeology thing, but he's also a priest, and yeah. he's doing a dig in northern Iraq, and he unearths the Saint uh, Saint Joseph's medallion, mm. and um the the Pazuzu head both of which appeared in this movie both of which appeared in this movie so right. i think we're sort of led to believe after watching this movie that uh he's been looking for that church mm. again ever since but like somewhere else but they don't have gps right we just can't find it because <laughs> it gets buried by the sand at the end right? right um most of the end of the movie is a sandstorm yeah so i don't know how we're supposed to maybe it's not the same relic it's just a coincidence that a St. Joseph's medallion and a, and a Pazuzu uh, relic carving uh, end up in a different dig site in northern Iraq. Um, Maybe it will become more clear when we watch the other version. The of other this version. Movie. So we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, exorcism. Uh, and then, the and then, and then, of hyenas. Yeah. So that before he leaves Iraq, he also encounters a. As he's leaving the the dig site he comes across a giant statue of pazuzu like the one that he found in the church mm, with the snake penis with the snake penis and everything um and then that's the demon that uh possesses the little girl mm. in the exorcist and they have to do the exorcism of course on her so this movie tells the prequel tale of that where uh he's just an archaeologist he's just an archaeologist he was a priest and then he left the church and joined the archaeology department of Britain. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, just he was he was a priest in the Netherlands. In yeah, 
supposed to be the Netherlands. I don't know if it ever actually says that, but I don't think it did. But he's Dutch. The character's Dutch, so yeah. it would like make sense. Um Yeah. So anyways, he gets invited on an archaeological dig by the British, I guess. Yes. Um, because the British love going places where they don't belong and taking stuff that they don't own. Historically. Yeah. It's like their number one favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um that and shut down the world for an entire weekend so that we can watch them bury an old lady. That, yeah, that did happen yeah. since last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Podcast. R.I.P. Mom. Uh, anyways, so not my mom, but you know, they, no, I they know, call her. I knew it's a meant. thing. It's the thing that the Brits do. So there's a the fifth. Well, I'm with you, Gav. Uh, uh, it's like from like 580 or something. There's a, a Byzantine era church in this part of africa where they couldn't have been a christian church um oh yeah the movie actually starts with a scene of like a priest and he's like stumbling about oh yeah and then eventually we see the scene around him and it's just like so many dead bodies well he he takes the pazuzu oh yeah uh head carving from another dead uh, soldier, and it looks like it's the Crusades or something. Yeah, it looked very crusade Yeah. And then, yeah, you zoom out, and there's just tons of dead bodies, and you keep zooming out and keep zooming out, and there's just, like, hundreds of people crucified upside down. Yeah. Um, And then the crows caw really loud and fly into the screen. and Very real <laughs> crows. Exorcist. Yeah, that's the other thing. Almost all of the animals in this uh, are not good CGI. Animals and insects. And insects. And some of the backgrounds. Um, <laughs> two in particular we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's this church here, and they're like, there shouldn't be a church here. Yeah. Um, get this archaeologist. Yeah. And so, you know, he's got a little bit of expertise, because he was a priest, and now he's an archaeologist, so he knows a lot about church shit, and he knows about, you know, ancient stuff, and Catholic whatnot. <laughs> And uh, so well, don't sh- get too technical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he went to St. Matthew's uh, Academy of Catholic whatnot. <laughs> um, and so he 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 shows up and and there you know he's accompanied by another uh, priest from the Vatican who's American but played by a Brit and and right who knows why um, they go down into the dig site. And uh, go down into the, they've unearthed the dome of the church. And so they drop down on a very rickety rope ladder. And there's all these, you know, paintings of Lucifer and like depicting the war in heaven. And all the statues have like their spears and weapons and stuff pointing downward. Mm -hmm. Whereas like they should be pointing upwards towards heaven because they're like meant to be exalting heaven. And then you see that the cross, the crucifix has been broken off and hung upside down. It's like hanging from a chain, swinging yeah. in the non-existent breeze. Over top of an altar. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Um, And they're like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> that that's is a red flag. Like that. Yeah. Um, There's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, well, this has been vandalized. Like, yeah. who else has been down here? And, like, just the, like first archaeologist team who uncovered it yeah and then it's like well i want to talk to the guy in charge and they're like well you can't and they're like why not 
because he's gone mad. Yeah. Then he goes to talk to the guy who went mad. Mm-hmm. He's in a madhouse, one could say. He could. He's drawn. He's drawn pictures. A lot of pictures. A lot of pictures of a church. Which is interesting because he only takes one. Yeah. And it doesn't. And it's the one that he needs. Yeah, but like. Does he only take one or does he? I only remember him holding one. He like has a room ma- full of he, drawings. I thought he maybe had like a like a handful and he like ruffles through them at one point and is like, this is the, this is the, the church, you know. Oh, maybe. Thing, maybe, I don't know. I was paying that close attention. Yeah. Really Anyways. Uh, crazy guy says, uh, God's not here today, priest, and then cuts his own throat and dies. Right. He, which is a quote that a Nazi soldier said to our protagonist. Yeah. Back when he was a priest and the Nazis came and, you know. Yeah. Holocaust. So we learn, we learn that the reason he left the church is because uh, the Nazis came to his village in the Netherlands and made him choose 10 people to be executed. Otherwise, everyone would be. Otherwise, everyone's going to be executed. And he kind of went like, no, like, kill me, shoot me. And Nazis are like, just like straight up shoot a little girl in the head. And he's like, I'm going to kill everyone unless you pick 10 people. And so then they force him to pick 10 people to shoot. And then he's like... Obviously, God is not cool if he lets that happen, and so I'm going to leave. Yeah. That's kind of his backstory. Pretty fucking brutal. Pretty fucking brutal. Uh, but you know what? Good good backstory, good reason. Yeah, very strong character motivation there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, yeah, this crazy archaeologist quotes the words of that Nazi yeah. at him. And has carved a swastika into his chest with a piece of broken glass. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then after saying that, just cuts his own throat. Yeah, and dies. Yep, pretty quick. Um, yeah, so. It was weird, you know. Yeah. As like a first visit. It was a strange thing to do. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple little boys in the village. And one night, one of them... While they're trying to draw water from the well, uh, one of them gets attacked by a pack of hyenas and just absolutely fucking gets eaten and he gets alive. Wrecked and he then gets like, torn apart. They eventually like, uh, you know, start shooting at the hyenas, and the hyenas just kind of like, as they're tearing him apart, drag him away. Yeah, despite getting shot. Yeah, I think they Pretty shoot bad. like one of them, and then the rest of the hyenas are like, "Fuck this!" And then, <laughs> but I'm taking my snack. Yeah, we're taking our food to go, and then they. Yep. Fuck off. Uh, and then the little boy faints. The, his, the other little boy, his brother, passes out and kind of goes catatonic. And he's like out of it for most of the film. And the uh, you know, you're supposed to think like, oh, okay, clearly he's been possessed by a demon. And the demon, so demon lord of the hyenas. Yeah. So he's a he. His family is Christian, um, but they are. Uh, descended or related to the local tribe yeah uh that that are there and that are um you know it's on it's in their territory it's on their land that this church has been found and a lot of them are working as laborers to yeah. dig out the church um, but they refuse to go in it because they're like this this place is cursed like we don't want to go in there um and 
Father Marin does some more investigation. He finds out that like underneath the altar, there's a staircase that goes down even further. And there's what he calls a pagan temple. Yeah. Down there. Which I don't think that's accurate. But I guess the church would consider anything non-Christian to be pagan. Yes. Even though it's clearly like they're worshipping a demon. Yeah, I mean, he does clarify with that statement that it was for sacrifices, human sacrifices. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, pagan was just kind of like the blanket term that I think the early church used to talk about any sort of belief system that wasn't... That's my understanding of it, too, yeah. Christian and wasn't and didn't have like a... Like, I don't know, would they have called, like, Hinduism a pagan religion? Probably. Would they have? Yeah, why wouldn't they? They said they sucked. Well, maybe. I don't know, because I, I, I think of, like, I think what we think of as, like, paganism now is, like, uh, you know, Wiccan, uh, Druidic. Oh, yeah. Those kind of. Forces of nature, spirits of the. Yeah. Of the elements and stuff like that. Yeah. That's true. That like is like the wicker man. Like the wicker basket man. Yeah. Um you know, they're like, yeah, reading chicken bones and 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 drawing runes and casting spells and stuff. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, on on, you know, Samhain and and the solstices and all that kind of stuff and like with the moon and it was just Maban recently. I don't know what that is. It's uh, like the solstice, pagan solstice holiday. Which one? No, sorry, not solstice, like the equinox. Equinox, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm back. That's what, what I think of as, that's what I think of as pagan. But, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, may, yeah. Maybe they would have called, like, yeah, I don't know. It's possible. Because I don't know that, like, Ah, whatever, it's not important. Um, so he's, yeah, there's a temple down there, and there's a Pazuzu statue down there. You'd be yep. like, whoa, this is crazy. It um, was so crazy, there's Pazuzu down there. Yeah, but uh, the chieftain's wife gives birth to a stillborn baby. And it's covered what? in maggots. It's covered in maggots, and and this is all happening while he's unearthing the... Uh, temple and he comes up and he's like his interpreter comes to him and he's like the uh chieftain's wife's baby was stillborn they um they're blaming the whites they think this place is cursed they think it was brought here by the white people um they're not happy about it Mm -hmm. shit's going down and oh no sorry it's not the it's not the translator it's the priest he's like he's like i've called in the army that's right. And Father Marin's like, the fuck you did that for? <laughs> and he's and he's like, oh, uh, you don't agree? He's like, I think involving soldiers in anything is a bad idea. Yep. Um, so, needless to say, soldiers show up. Um, and when they show up, uh, the... Oh, before, before they show up, uh, the... Um, the the tribe break into the hospital and 
attempt to perform a ritual to cleanse the boy. Oh, that's they believe right. Has yeah. been possessed by a spirit. So they do their sort of version of an exorcism and it involves leeches and um, very rattles and leeches chanting. Freak and, me out. Yeah. The rattles and chanting I'm okay with, but leeches, that freaks me out. And they're interrupted by the doctor, who we haven't really talked about yet. Oh, yeah. She's a key character, even yes. though she hasn't come up yet in us trying to <laughs> yes discuss no. the plot. Yeah, so she, she, but she doesn't play like a key character for a lot of the movie is kind of the problem. Like, she's there, and she's like a character that, like, Father Marin talks to and, like, found out that she was put in a concentration camp as well, like, during the war, and... Uh, and so, uh, she has been caring for the boy, Joseph, that's been, um, catatonic, catatonic the entire time. And, and they're performing the, um, ritual to try and cleanse him. And she comes in and interrupts him. And one of the, um, warriors like grabs her and like holds a knife to her throat. And he's like, no, 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 let them finish. And Mm -hmm. she starts screaming and then like. The lights are flickering and the windows are blowing open and glasses shattering and the beds rattling up and down and moving back and forth and all kinds of crazy shits going on. And then one of them tries to like hold down the boy's arm and yeah. all of their fingers just snap backwards. Yeah. And like the guy holding like the, the it, it's unclear whether or not they're going to kill the boy or not. Like one of them is holding a big like machete knife yeah. thing that looked like in a downward stabbing motion. Looks like he might stab him, but he never gets around to it. Going down real slow. Yeah. Um, he does use it to, like, cut the boy's shirt off at one point, and then they put the leeches on his chest. Anyways, his arm breaks. The guy who's got the knife to her throat, his leg breaks. And so they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they all leave. Yeah. Um, and that's when Father Marin shows up, and he's like, yo, I found the sacrifice temple underneath the church. The fuck's going on? <laughs> um... And then he sees, the next day, he sees them doing cremation of the baby that was stillborn. And he's like, you don't bury your dead, you cremate them. And he's like, oh my god, on the way in, there was like a bunch of graves. Oh, that's right, yeah. We missed this. uh, Yeah, a bunch of graves with crosses on them, and it said that um, there was a plague. Yeah, the the village that used to be here, everyone died. And he's like, well, if everyone died, who buried them? And it's like, okay, obviously they didn't all die at the same time. Like, <laughs> fucking a bunch of them died. They buried them. And then the last guy was just like, just died over there. I don't know. <laughs> Not that hard, Stellan, really. <laughs> just fucking go over there. He's dead. You look at him. Um, but then he obviously, yeah, sees them uh, cremating the corpse. And is like, well, then wait, what? And yeah. goes and starts grave robbing. Yeah. And the hyenas show up. And they stare at him for a bit. Yeah, he like kind of hears them and looks over his shoulder, and then he keeps digging, and then looks over his shoulder, and he like sees them, sees their little beady eyes, and they're like there, and he kind of just ignores them. And, yeah. And then they go away. And then they go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Which he odd. Yeah, he shows up and he grabs the Father Francis by the throat, and he's like, "The graves were empty. I dug them up." There's crosses on the boxes. There's crosses marking the graves. Why the hell did they, like, you know, like that? This is who put them there. You know what's going on. And Father Francis is like, ah, you got me. Um, <laughs> Father Francis, played by Dave Chappelle. 
Yeah. <laughs> God, that'd be a better movie. <laughs> yeah, it um, turns out the church uh, made up the whole plague thing about the whole last village dying because some priests unearthed the temple and then everyone went crazy and killed each other. Yeah. Yeah, so the battle that we saw at the beginning, or the aftermath of the battle we saw at the beginning, was like two priests got armies together to fight each other or something, and then the priests, the armies ended up turning on each other, and everyone killed everyone? Yeah, I don't remember why they had armies exactly, but it was something about going to find and secure the place on Earth where Lucifer fell. Yeah, so like, that is the single coolest idea in this entire film <laughs> and it is not capitalized on at all nope what a fucking awesome idea is that <laughs> that like they built a temple on the exact spot where lucifer fell to earth after he was cast out of heaven what a fucking awesome idea and then the church built a church over top of it to try and seal the evil yeah below it or whatever but like yeah what a fucking cool concept and it's just it's just sort of like it's one line of dialogue yeah and it's instead like, we the, just get a bunch of hyenas yeah crows and crows dead butterflies flapping their wings yep um but like i don't know why because like that line also was like in the trailer and like that kind of like was like what got me intrigued about watching the uh-huh. movies i'm like oh we're gonna see like the fucking shirt like because like they spend, like, no time in the church in this movie. Yeah. And the trailer is all about the fucking church. Of course. <laughs> um, And I'm sitting there going, like, get back in the fucking church. <laughs> like, that's where all the interesting shit is. Yep. Um, I, I don't know why, but, like, that whole idea intrigues me so much to the point where I'm actually mad. <laughs> like, I'm kind of fucking angry at their lack of follow through oh no on this idea of like well, yeah I yeah I don't know I, I like I don't know why this kind of stuff intrigues me maybe it's because like you look at the bible whether you whether you believe it's real or not it's like so far back into ancient history a lot of it Mm-hmm. that there's like no record they like this is the only record of it we have this is book right there's no physical evidence of so much of this stuff that they're talking about other than like maybe the fucking pyramids right you know, you know what i mean like are there's you, no are you talking about like old testament shit or like old testament and yeah i guess mostly old testament because there are like some like records and stuff from the roman empire times yeah yeah like oh someone named jesus who is from galilee was born and existed around this time yeah and stuff like that but anyway but yeah so like especially like old testament stuff like you know they've never found the ark of the covenant right that we know of. That we know of, unless Indiana Jones is real. Yeah, uh, you know, but, like, that kind of stuff, right? Like, so, like, the idea of, like, the the temple being built on the spot where, like, Lucifer fell from heaven is, like, I don't know. It just got you jazzed, huh? It got me jazzed. I'm like, 
oh fuck that's like a yeah you could do a lot of interesting things with that Mm -hmm. who were these people that built this temple Mm -hmm. why did they build it here yeah lucifer fell from from heaven did he land on earth because i thought he was cast down into hell yeah what was he doing did he walk around on earth for a little bit you know his hell maybe um it was for the two and a half two hours or whatever we were watching this movie 113 minutes um never gonna get it back no yeah so yeah that's just that one line basically yeah. and then all we know about it is that it makes people go crazy and kill each other it mm-hmm. made those crusaders go crazy and kill each other and then made the village people that were there go crazy and kill each other that the church tried to cover it up yeah. and then the yeah this like british army comes and they're all like savages yeah and the um the uh yeah people who actually live there are like well these white people are cursing our land yeah we have had enough we're going to kill them yeah well the thing that kind of tips it over the edge is there there was a guy that was i guess like the um oh yeah he was the head of the dig site head of the dig site yeah he's just a gross he's, he's a gross creepy perv Gross, creepy perv. With boils on yeah. his face. And Not that that's his fault, but you know. And at the same time that Father Marin's down in the um, temple and the lady's giving birth to the stillborn, uh, he's at the bar having a drink and his face starts to like fill up with boils and stuff like that. Yeah, and then out of something his happens. Face. We don't see it. But then later they open up the church and they've dug out a whole bunch of it mm-hmm. at this point. They dug fast. Yeah, like real fast. Kind of unclear how, what the timeline is like on this. Sounds like sounds movie. like so there was some overtime involved. I hope that it was approved. Yeah, personally, I doubt it. Probably not. Um, so they open up the church and he's there on the altar and he's been strung up and his guts are hanging out. Um, and the colonel guy is like, "That's it." Uh, these savages are going to pay and he goes out and he shoots i don't know if it's the chief it was yeah it was the chief okay um yeah father mary's like chasing after him trying to stop him and he just strolls right up to him yep. doesn't even hesitate just gun down just shoots, shoots him, in, shoots the him in the face yeah and then doesn't get killed immediately that was unclear to me yeah he doesn't and then they decide like all right well we're gonna kill all the white people so they get ready for battle mm-hmm. and then uh the brits are like all right well we're gonna dig a trench because that's what we do and so they trench and sandbags yeah and they get ready for battle and then the dude's in his office pinning a butterfly to a canvas or whatever because apparently that's his hobby yes yeah we did the first time we see him he's suffocating a butterfly in a jar yeah um and then he starts to whack out and hallucinate the butterflies that are all dead pinned to the you know canvases Start, start flapping, flapping their, their wings. wings, and he's like, oh, bad things are happening. I'm going to kill myself. Immediately. Immediately reaches into his pouch, pulls out his gun, and, like, sticks it to his head, and he's like, huh. Yeah, no, this is weird. I should definitely shoot myself in the head. And then a butterfly comes out of his mouth, and he's like, oh, I'll put the gun in my mouth and kill yeah. myself. And then yep. he does. Yep. And that's his whole character. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's his character arc. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's because he's under the influence of evil and whatever. Yeah, I mean, when we first see him, there's one point, like, when he first gets there, and, like, um, the the priest and, um, Mr. Marin 
are like talking to him as he's walking and he just kind of like stops and stares at a slightly open door and there's just darkness beyond and we like get a shot from inside looking at him looking all wigged out and he's just staring at the darkness and they're like hey you you okay and he's like i'm fine and then keeps moving that was never explained but i guess yep. he's just already going crazy because of evil evil yeah yeah so Father Marin and Father Francis. Yeah, Francis. Yes. Decide, all right, we got to perform an exorcism on the boy. Um, yeah. And they're like, we're going to do it in the church because the locals won't go in there. They refuse yeah. to go in there. So that's what we're going to do. So. And they're trying to like save the boy from the locals because the locals want to kill him. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. So they're like, all right. So like Father Marin gives him the book of uh, Roman rituals and he's like, go start the ritual you know, start doing the exorcism. I'm going to find Sarah and I'll meet you. I'll meet you at the church. Mm-hmm. Busts into Sarah's room. And it's like, oh, dang. A lot of blood. A lot of blood everywhere. A lot of feathers. Yeah. Maybe it was the, from pillows. the, from the pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Pazuzu idol is like pinned to the wall. Yeah. In the middle of like what looks like angel wings drawn in blood. Yeah on the wall and then you see the uh, a photo of her wedding day and her husband is the crazy uh archaeology uh, archaeologist right. who cut, a throat. cut his own throat then it's like oh the boy's not possessed she's possessed and um yeah which like the boy was doing some pretty possessy stuff like shaking violently and also at one point shows up and like tells Mr. Boyleface he's coming for you. Yeah. That's never explained why. Not so much. Um so yeah, basically Father Marin decides he he figures it out, he goes to the temp, uh temple um and starts performing the exorcism on her. She's already killed Father Francis. Um. Oh yeah. And so he goes and he he saves the boy who's now fine. He, I mean, he's scared. He's scared, but he's like not in a coma and not acting all possessed yeah. anymore. Uh, and like gets the boy to help him read the rites. Yeah. He's like, you gotta help me. Um. And, and she's gone like full demon. Yeah. Like, crazy jaundiced eyes and skin's pretty blue yeah her she's, hair's she's like different. humping him and she's all like yeah you want you want this body don't you you want this don't you yeah basically um, <laughs> um <laughs> and uh <laughs> so <laughs> i live here it's funny to only us um oh what a terrible podcast so yeah so um you, they perform the rites, and she's like literally flying down a tunnel towards them. Yeah, which is great because she's super obviously on a blue screen. Yeah, and there's like three different shots. There's like a shot, uh, like a single on her. She's coming towards the camera. A shot of her going away from the camera, and there's a profile of her like flying down the wall. And they're all <laughs> shot on a blue screen, and they're all awful. So but I kind of thought they were awesome. Because they looked like they were from, like, the 80s or something. Yes, they did. Like, the masking around her hair, like, wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, and there was, like, very clearly, like, 
So she's backlit. Yeah. And, like, it's obviously backlit because you can, like, see it, like, flying through her hair and stuff as she's, like, flying down a dark tunnel with no light behind her. <laughs> and it's, like, yeah, it just it looked like something from the 80s or something. It looked awesome. And anyways, he, you know, he finishes the right, right as she reaches him and she, like, fucking, like, hits an invisible wall and, like, flops down. And the demon's gone. And she's like, oh, thank you. You saved me. And then her brain falls out or something. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden she's like, Haha, uh-oh. <laughs> and then there's just so much blood yeah. on the ground. And he's like, wait, what? And then kind of like lifts up her head and her hair's all bloody. So I guess she hit, hit her head. Yeah, well, when she was like on top of him at one point and she was all demony, he like touches her with the cloth. And she like went like flying back like 50 feet across the temple, like into the wall and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe she hit her head. It's not. It's not explained. Yeah. But she's dead, and then him and the boy come out of the 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 church, and uh, everyone else is also dead. Yep. And the church is just getting buried by sand. Yeah, uh, yeah. The sandstorm came in. Yeah. Because oh yeah, their original plan was like we got to get this boy and to get out of here, and then immediately a sandstorm rolled in. Yeah. And they were like, oh, can't. Yeah. So he meets up. Uh, Father Mary meets up with his. Uh, guy that hired him and he's like uh, i didn't find the thing that you wanted me to find at the church and the guy's like you did find something though didn't you what did you find and he's like eh, it's not important and i thought he was gonna say something like i found god or i found my purpose or something like that but that was implied that was implied because then like goodbye mr whatever and he's like goodbye mr Marin. he's like it's father Marin. and he like moves his scarf back and you can see he's got the collar on and then he walks i guess a green screen it's real Just obvious in a plaza in a plaza and i think the vatican city maybe italy i guess and they just couldn't get there i guess not and then he like walks but then also like turns and walks away from camera in the same shot mm-hmm. and it's fucking weird man <laughs> it's such it's a bad so shot to end the movie weird. on weird but hey there were no hyenas in it so it was a win for me yeah no terrible um, CG hyenas. And that's The Exorcist, the beginning. So. We never learn what happened to the boy, in case you're wondering. Yeah. But as weird as this movie is, what's even weirder is why it exists. Mm, please so, do enlighten the viewers. This is this is where we're going to get into part two in the next episode. Uh, this is not the first time they tried to make an Exorcist prequel. <laughs> So what happened was there's a guy named Paul Schrader was hired to write and direct an exorcist movie. And he wrote the script with Bill Wisher, who uh, is probably known for writing Terminator 2. Mm. Probably his most famous thing that he wrote. William Wisher. Um, so anyways, they wrote this movie. Um, it's a Father Marin's backstory. And a lot of those elements uh, appear to, to be there, right? He's... Uh, uh, he was a priest and the Nazis came and massacred his village and he gave up and became an archaeologist and he's excavating a temple or a church in Northern Africa that shouldn't exist. Dem- uh, demon stuff happens. Yeah. And yeah, and then demon stuff happens and he has to, I guess, perform an exorcism. Chances are. Chances are. Uh, and the production company 
saw the movie and were like, oh, we can't put this out. This is bad. <laughs> we got to redo it. Let's get the guy that directed Die Hard 2 to come in. Beautiful. And do redo it. And so they like recast, rewrote. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the only cast I, I'm pretty sure is like, uh, or is Father Marin and Stellan Skarsgård stayed the same. And um, the guy who plays translator mm. are the only two actors that are in both versions. I'm 99% sure. Maybe like, you know, some of the extras and stuff and background characters. Yeah, maybe. Bit. On IMDb, those are the only two that I could find. Everyone else has been recast. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, we got to make a more commercial horror movie. And they shot this. They put it out. And it bombed. <laughs> mm, hard to imagine. Made about $75 million on a $50 million budget. But given that they, it's the second time they shot this movie, let's assume that's $100 million. Yeah. And then let's assume that they spent about 50% of their budget to market it. I mean, now now they say you basically double your budget and that's your marketing. But, right. but when I went to film school, we were taught 50%. You spend $10 million. On the film, you spent five on prints and advertising. Right. So let's assume they spent $75 million just to film and market this version. They're still out $50 million. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So they're like, fuck. <laughs> no one liked this. So let's, uh, we got this other version. Let's tell them that this one's better. Already spent money on it. Yeah, we already spent it. It's finished. <laughs> it's ready to go so they're like hey you know that exorcist prequel we made <laughs> we made it again um maybe you'll like this maybe one. you'll like this one and they put it out and people were like well it's we like it better but it's still not like great <laughs> um and it did i don't know what the box office on it was but uh but that is what basically we got watch next, right? yeah we got this that's dominion prequel to the exorcist mm. which maybe that part of the title was part of the problem <laughs> um i would call it exorcism in africa jungle style baby. jungle style that's the tagline <laughs> nope no <laughs> don't do that no 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 you put eddie murphy in it he has to. Yes, he's the new exorcist, the new Father Marin. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy, and his translator is. And Dave he Chappelle. and he plays like seven. No, he plays his own translator, and he plays the oh. boy, <laughs> and he plays <laughs> the chieftain. <laughs> Just all in different. It's uh, like it's the nutty yep. professor. <laughs> yep, <laughs> but it's Eddie Murphy. No, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's. That's what we're going to watch next. We're going to do a compare and contrast mm-hmm. with um, with that one. So Very excited. Yeah, very excited. We're waiting it, uh, uh, waiting it with a hot and heavy anticipation. So hot. When we get to watch Stellan Skarsgård do the same movie again. <laughs> That's so, going to be so interesting. It's going to be weird. Um you know what? He's not even terrible in this movie. No, he's not. He's he's honestly not. Yeah. He's like he's a good actor. Yeah. Just like a great presence. Yeah. He did the best he could with what he had. Yeah. Um 
He it, it did not appear that he was just phoning it in. No, which is great. Which is funny because this is the second time he had to do this. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I want to know how that went. Where they're like, "Hey, Stalin." Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need to do it again. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Do what again? <laughs> I'm like, the whole movie. We're gonna do it again. <laughs> we got the Die Hard Two guy. He's gonna come in and do it. So if you could just go back to Africa, that would be great. <laughs> I hope that there's an interview with him. I'm going to try and find something. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do some deep, deep uh, explorations on, on YouTube and probably nowhere else. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. To try and find uh, some some interview with, with him where he talks about doing this twice. Because, like... I would expect him to like phone it in a little more than he did in this version, you know. Yeah. Given that he already shot the entire movie, and then they're like, "It was crap. Do it again." And he's like, "Fine. You gonna pay me again?" They're like, "Yeah, we'll pay you again." And he's like, "All right." <laughs> I hope they paid him again. Jeez. Yeah. Hope there wasn't some sort of like contractual uh, loophole where they're like, eh, "If we have to reshoot the entire movie, you gotta do it for free." <laughs> that would suck. But it's Hollywood, so I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's that. Yep. Um, yeah. Anything uh, else we need to talk about? Or No, I think it's just look forward to the next yeah. one where we keep talking about the same stuff again, I guess. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I have a little plug to do, actually. Uh, if you're in Abbotsford, BC, on October 28th, uh, I'm hosting a screening of Night of the Living Dead. Ooh. Um, in a church banquet room, which is fun. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's gonna be good. It's this, this little like DIY. Um, it's mostly a music venue that uh, popped up, run by our friend Joel. Um, and uh, yeah, they've been doing concerts there, and it's been pretty well received. And I said, hey man, I've been thinking about starting like a not-for-profit film society for a long time, would you be willing to host a film screening? Mm. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. So we're doing Night of the Living Dead, um, and then hopefully it goes well and we can do a bunch more. Great. That's um, Friday, October 28th? Friday, October 28th uh, at 7.30. 7.30. Nice. Five bucks at the door. There's going to be concessions and stuff, including a custom mocktail. Mm. Um. Yeah, and we'll be hopefully announcing most of the upcoming season. So Great. Yeah, I'm excited. It's something I've been uh working on for a while now. Um and it's yeah, we're like in, we're like registered with the government. As like the government's an actual, involved? As like an actual non profit like Oh, that's cool. It's kind of crazy. I want to like file taxes for it at the end of the year and stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whack, super whack. Um, but yeah, so I've got uh six uh additional screenings planned. Ooh. I don't know if they're all going to be in the same venue or not, but um, yeah, sweet. That's what we're doing. So awesome. If you're in and around the area on that day, come on by, check it out. It's gonna be fun. Uh it's the original Night of the Living Dead, the nineteen sixty eight one, not the nineteen ninety remake one. I haven't seen neither. 
So, well, cool. Um, that's kind of the hope. I wanted to pick a movie that would be, like, familiar in name, but maybe not a lot of people had seen. Yeah. And because it's, like, Halloween, I was like, oh, it's, like, we should do something, like, spooky, and this just kind of seemed perfect, and it's in the public domain, so... I was about to say, and you couldn't get the rights to Casper. So. <laughs> I couldn't get the... Disney was like, hell no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's what uh, that's what's up with that. Um, other than that, I don't have, like, the website or... Um, socials set up just yet so i will stick them in the description of the episode stick them where you want if you scroll down on your phone hopefully um there'll be a link to that kind of stuff there you can check that out as well do it or you're scared yeah so that's it for us um oh no fuck we gotta rate it we haven't done this in a while (laughs) yeah i guess i mean do do we do we want to rate it right now or do we want to rate both of them at the same time Ooh. Since it's a two-parter. It's, it's, you gotta is a, wait to hear our rating. This is a two-parter. Because we weren't clear about our feelings on this movie. <laughs> it's a two-parter. Um, yeah, we could. Let's do it. Let's, it's fun. It's different. All we're, right, all we're, right. We're shaking things up. All right, cool. We'll wait. Uh, we'll wait. Um, I do know that this only has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Oh, f- oh yeah. yep. Not the lowest we've seen, but no. the second lowest, I think. Or it's third. Close. Uh, we had an eight percent once. It was eight or seven, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was, I think it was Captain had, America. Captain America, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that movie slapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you rather rewatch, this or Captain America? Uh, Captain America. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Well, um, if you want to engage with the show in any way, you can find all of our links at linktr.ee/retrocrappod. There you have all of our socials. We have a Patreon that we will be doing stuff for again going forward now that we're back back in the swing of doing the podcast again regularly. Back in the studio. Back in the studio. Back on track. Um yeah, you can uh if you if you did enjoy the show, please leave a comment and and rate a five-star review on uh itunes you can do it right in your app you don't even have to go to a different place you just do it while you're listening to it you're like ha 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 this is funny i click five stars i leave review it's nice it helps the show out a lot um if you're at the bar with your friend they leave their phone on the table take their phone download the show on their uh podcast app it's a good prank yeah it's a good prank they're gonna have to listen to our stupid voice while they're driving one day and they can't reach their phone to change it it's gonna be so funny (laughs) And they're like, ah, oh, shit, what is this crap that's playing? Oh, God. And then they're going to get to this part of the episode, and they'll be like, oh, Brian. Yeah, fuck you, Brian. I knew it was you. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they don't get in a car crash trying to change it. Ooh, I hope not. Hey, stop. Stop. Pull over. We're we we're going to, the episode will end soon. You don't have to stop. You can watch. I, yeah. Two hands in the wheel. It'll end. It'll be over shortly. You can get back to listening to to this American Life or whatever you were listening to. I don't know what that is. It's like a, a very serious podcast by very serious people for very serious things. Oh, it sounds like kind of serious. It's not. It's not Noam Chomsky, but it's a guy who's got a boring name like Noam Chomsky. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Sturge Granson. No. Oh. Um. Oh, they talk about him on that episode of Community where Ira Glass? I mean, that name comes up. Where she's like, oh, we could listen to one of the NPR podcasts. They have so-and-so interviewing so-and-so. Don't worry. They address it. Oh. 
That's right. And there's like two people whose names sound the same. I can't remember. This is not a good bit. Um, don't crash your car. <laughs> it's almost over. I was like, well, what are we talking about again? Um, of course, we say it's almost over, and then we go off on a tangent and forget what we were talking about. Wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't. So Next time, just throw your phone out the window, idiot. <laughs> Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I was into the radio or something. Um, uh, Anyways, that's... Both hands on the wheel. Eyes on the road. Keep watching crap.